Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. So tonight we are joined by Mike Earl. Welcome along, Mike. We spoke to Mike in December last year when yep. we talked about his journey on developing mediumship and um, sort of a skill, if you were will, um, or like a newfound um, part of his life. And we talked about how he was getting on with it and what he was doing around that. So we thought we'd get you back on because Mike has now got a new para paranormal YouTube channel. And also we'll catch up about, a little bit later about me and Mike going on a paranormal investigation together uh, about a week or so ago. So that'll all be good fun. So welcome along, Mike. How are you doing? Welcome back. Hello. All good. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Is this um, welcome back the second time tonight? Yeah, it may be. I'll let it that talk, bit out. We don't talk about that. <laughs> no, this is the second time of us recording this. Um <laughs> How are you doing? So what have you been up to since December? Talk to us. Uh, yeah, doing well, as you mentioned. Um, basically started a ghost hunting, paranormal investigating sort of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. YouTube channel. Yeah. Where um, me and my fiance Patsy are basically trying to go and do ghost hunting without, I guess, trespassing anywhere by doing mixing it with the whole urbex thing like a lot of the channels do um yeah. and also not trying to fake anything just trying to basically go out and see if we can capture anything and see if it's anything's interesting because if you're recording it anyway you might as well you might as well you dump it somewhere right yeah absolutely and i know that you've been up to 30s drive um so that's probably a good place to to have a quick start, because on our last episode, we were talking to Mike Cole about the East Drive following Most Haunted and the live. So you went up there. Um, yeah. What did you find? What did you feel? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, so it's, it's definitely got a very weird vibe about it. Um, and it definitely feels like there's there's something about it rather than rather than it just being a hoax, because I've heard yeah. a lot of people say they've gone up there after watching, say, one of the TV channels and one of the TV shows and nothing happening. Yeah. Um, in terms of what we found, there there was a point where a REM pod was going off upstairs. Yeah. Uh, and now my REM pod was upstairs, so I had to basically run up to get it. And as I'm stood at the bottom of the stairs looking up, I'm sort of thinking... Do I really want to go up there when it's when it's pitch black and obviously there's a lot of stuff related around them? Um, and I'm stood there for a couple of seconds thinking about it, and next thing you know, a emotion like halfway down the stairs goes on or goes off. I don't, so at that point, I was just like, "No thanks, I'll, uh, I'm I'm not uh, not brave enough to go up there at the moment." Um, so, did you get a feeling of what it might have been? What whether not not necessarily that it's. I mean the the whole black monk story obviously there's no basis for that yeah. um there was a point quite early in the evening where the first time i walked into the parents room just after coming out of philip's room now philip's room was fine but walking to the parents room there was an immediate feeling of like we weren't welcome there or something didn't want us there and i was just a bit like no i'm not really comfortable in this room we need to yeah. We need to get out, sort of thing. Um, but that was also that, that's the main bedroom, isn't it? Sort of the main sort of. Yeah, yeah. It was also only it only happened once, and that was the first time entering it mm -hmm. early in the night as well. Because later on, I was up there by myself, and I felt fine apart from hearing the music box on the stairs go off, which I thought was the other guests. But when I actually reviewed the footage on that I had, I don't think it could have been because okay. um, they were all long gone by that point into the living room 
Okay. Wow. And again, while I was at the top of the stairs, the music box goes off. I come out to the main bedroom. And as I'm looking down the stairs, again, the same motion light is on halfway up the stairs. And I'm just like, uh, okay. So what, what's the music box? Uh, so it's a it's a motion-sensored music box, basically. So it's like a, like a lot of the lights are motion-sensored as well. Um, so anything that passes it, basically it just plays a little tune that's normally something suitably creepy. Um, but yeah, like there's... It could just be dust or it could just be anything, but paranormal folks seem to love that sort of stuff. So, Yeah, yeah. Rem pop bears is another one. Yeah, and, and all the haunted dolls. Don't, um, yeah, don't, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a point later on as well where I went into the coal store by myself and it's, it's pitch black in there and I basically had, yeah, had my is. torch in my hand, but I had my thumb on the... Uh, on the buttons, basically, if anything happened, I got freaked out. I could have just quickly let the button go to flip my torch on. Um, and it was almost as if there was the sound of fingernails tapping on the walls. And it's like it started next to me, sort of on the left, and then moved to the right. And then it start, was like above me. Um, and I was in there for uh, approximately 10 to 30 seconds before I sort of thought, no, thank you, and, uh, and got out. And the the walls there are quite thick. It's not like um, a new build. It's quite a, an oldish house, isn't it? So I I know I've been in that coal room, and it's it's like brick walls either side. So it it's well, not is... like a yeah, not like a thin wall where people tap in and and what. Absolutely, this is the thing. When I was in there with mm. with no lights and everything, the tapping sounded like, as I say, like a fingernail, but on like plasterboard or something. Okay. Yeah. Or like a like if you've got a um like a fake wall in your house where it's just a, or a stud wall as some people call them. It sounded like that. But when I looked later, you're right. It's just like white painted brickwork. And I was yeah. like, the sound that a tap on a brick make would make doesn't sound like what I assumed it was. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Interesting. And it's funny because I, um, I had a weird experience in that same car room as well. We had like an Alice box thing in there. And it, I can't remember what it, what it said, but at that point it was just like that was something that too much of a coincidence to it for it being something else that happened that night as well. So it was just like uh, that's that's yeah. weird. And and this is the thing, right? Sometimes you sort of, or sometimes I feel that you're sort of not even trying to prove that something's paranormal. You're just trying to find things that are potentially too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a good way of looking at it, really, because I think some people are too adamant that something that they've heard is necessarily ghostly or, or whatever. Absolutely. If you, can, if you can say that that couldn't have happened, that's too much of a coincidence for that to have happened, then you, you yeah. start almost you're almost debunking yourself because you you kind of say well, actually there's no way that that could have happened like you said with the music box that couldn't have happened because i reviewed everything and people were downstairs and whatnot so it couldn't have been them yeah and, those, and if it I, wasn't them what was it type thing but, and this is it i like unfortunately you don't really get to see in the video but you've been there those stairs make a hmm. hell of a noise when you're going up and down them yeah and prior to that, there's no like creaks or anything on them. The music box just goes off randomly. Again, it could just be dust or it could be like an insect gone past or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, I don't know, it's just one of those odd things. Um, going back so to did you get the feeling, did you get the feeling that the house was particularly sort of haunted or? I know that's a bit of a weird term nowadays, especially now we've been doing the podcast for so long. Go, was it haunted there? It, it is. It is I don't. I I kind of argue what constitutes to something being haunted. Like, mm-hmm. is it haunted or is it just a a weird place? That's I don't know. Yeah. It depends what you, it depends what you believe. I suppose in terms of what what a haunting is and what ghosts are because if it's a let's say for instance that it's um it's not the traditional thought of ghosts as in 
spirits of dead people, but it's uh, people in a parallel universe. Yeah. Is it just that it's a place where the the veil between universes are thinner or something? Yeah. And yeah. that's what makes it haunted, so to speak. Um, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's one hundred percent haunted, but I would say it's very interesting and there's a vibe about the place that makes me want to go back there a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a strange place when you rock up there. It's, it's quite... so weird. My God, like we turned up and I'm like, is this it? Like this place, yeah. just like, it's just an like unassuming council a, house. Yeah. Unassuming council state. house. Foreign yeah. estate. Yeah. And when we came out at three o'clock, there was some people sat in their car outside the house, just like, looking at it i was just like what is going on <laughs> there was saying that you've just reminded me um there was a point where we'd we turned up and i was basically outside getting b-roll from for the youtube channel so i'm there like filming the outside and filming the door and stuff and then as i've gone back to the car patsy's gone something weird to me has just happened while while you were there i'm like right okay and basically from the driver's seat where i'd got up and got out seemingly some items uh in the front pocket of her bag namely i think it was a lip balm and like a little quartz crystal we'd been given somehow found their way onto my driver's seat okay so these are in the front pocket of her like backpack bag between her legs on the footwell of the passenger's yeah. uh, passenger seat. My ass has been on that seat for the last 10, 15 minutes where I've been driving. And then somehow these two items have seemingly apported from a bag that's not been on my seat onto the yeah. seat. And we were just like, again, I have to believe her, but I'm like, there's got to be some logical explanation, surely, because I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> it's strange in the fiction sort of thing. Yeah, I suppose it's it's easier to believe that somebody's or some logical things happened rather than they're illogical. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. That that's even more weird than. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is why, like, even in terms of the YouTube channel, I'm very, very reluctant to ever say that anything's paranormal because, unfortunately, I'm not a scientist, and there could be a lot more going on that's perfectly normal that I don't know about. Yeah. But I just yeah, kind of want to find interesting things and present it and say, here you go, this is what we found. Make your own mind up sort of thing. So where else have you been investigating on the YouTube channels? Uh, so we've only done the three, haven't we? We've done 30 East Drive. We've yeah. done the Golden Fleece in York, which is allegedly York's most haunted pub. Okay. Um and that was an interesting one because there's a load of as I basically set a camera up in the bathroom while we were sleeping and there's a load of like weird knocks and stuff now initially I thought it was it was maybe just like some of the um, components in the camera expanding as yeah. it's on and the metal was getting hotter and this that and the other but then from doing our third investigation at Minster Lovell and having the same setup of a camera on a tripod now admittedly it was windy and it was outside but none of those noises happen whatsoever throughout the night. So I'm like, well, does that mean it's not the camera then? Yeah. Um, but it's just those three through the YouTube channel. Obviously, I used to be part of a events group yeah. um, where I investigated a bunch more places. But but unfortunately, I don't have any footage of those. So, yeah. So we went to Minster Lovell, and it's a place that we've spoken about on on here in our first Christmas special <laughs> all those years ago in December 2020, um, where we discussed the story of the fiancé playing hide-and-seek, and she won because she uh, didn't find her until <laughs> a little bit later when uh, they found her body in a, in a chest in the loft. So, yeah, great. She, she did win. You can't. You guys laughing about it, but she did win. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, uh, probably not the best way of winning. But, um, so, yeah, we, we went down there. Uh, Mike was like, oh, I'm going down 
And Minster Level was literally just around the corner for me. It took me about five minutes to get there. Yeah, you um, had it. You had it easy, mate. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and it's it's like a ruins now. There's a bit of a plan there, um, so you can see the old buildings. And and we we set up some equipment, had had a bit of a go, see what we could find. Um, anything happened? Because I know you guys went there, but not really. Greg's no, not we really haven't told really. Me we haven't really we found, caught up about it, have we? We found a lot of wind. Yeah, a we did find a wind. lot of wind. And, yeah, uh, and, some youth, wind so. and some youths smoking yeah. weed as well. Um, yeah. Although, to be fair to them, they were climbing all over the fucking place at one point. <laughs> they were. And it was it was a bit weird. And then two of them sort of come up to us and said about, are you, are you looking for ghosts? Yeah, are you, t- are you guys he, ghost hunting? <laughs> And they proceeded to tell us some stories about yeah um, what was going on there. It's just like okay, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> like in terms of the the general public, they were actually yeah. all right because like even when we went into the chapel bit, they were like, oh, "Are you guys in here now?" Oh, okay, well, and they went off somewhere else. I was like, "Fair yeah. play." Like at least they're letting us get on with it rather than some people would be super disruptive. And that's the kind of use we get in Oxfordshire. Posh youths, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's us because we've done sky watches and like sometimes, especially it's a weekend night, it's night time. We go to these sort of out the way places, obviously accessible, and you get groups of youths come in. Sometimes, like, oh for fuck's sake, what we're we gonna do here now? Like they come up with the cars, lights on, and music playing, and we're like, for fuck's sake! But then it actually really sounds like they yeah. come over. They'd be like, oh, what are you doing? You're looking for me? You're looking for me? Give them a go with the binoculars, and then they just yeah. sort of stay out of the way a bit. So it's like you think that could have gone like complete opposite direction. <laughs> like we're in the middle of nowhere, they could have done anything. This big group of youths or whatever, and, but definitely a bit of interest. Ask a couple of questions, and then leave you to it. So that's pretty cool sometimes. And this is yeah. the thing, right? Like I suppose because maybe not so much on the Skywatch thing. I'm not too familiar with it, but like on the paranormal thing, you, you're pretty weird if you go and looking for ghosts anyway. But like you're there with a bunch of weird equipment and this that, and the other, and you kind of think the worst that someone's going to come over and go, what are you doing? Or what a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it was quite surprising when it was. they are actually like, you guys look for ghosts? Or have you heard about the the man in the black suit that walks around here and this stuff? And you're like, whoa, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <but> yeah, anyway, <laughs> back to it. Uh, yeah, I went to Minster Level, met up with, met up with Greg. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, there was a lot of wind. Yeah, like so, a lot of wind. It was because it's like a ruins of a an old um, house. Um, huge thing is um, a lot of the door door frames. There's obviously no doors in there, and it, it acts a bit like a funnel for all the wind. So we we were um, uh, Mike and Patsy had the camera set up and. Um. Yeah, the 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 wind was it was proper blowy at one point, and we weren't sure if the equipment was going to stay on the wall. And so, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of the footage is scuffed because of that due to the like the wind noise and stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, it was good. We 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 done some Alice box sessions where we were asking questions and and getting responses. We um done uh, dowsing rods. We were asking questions with dowsing rods, um, engaging responses there. Took a load of video footage, as Mike said, but obviously the wind was a bit of a nightmare. I took a load of photos, but on a normal camera and a um, like a full spectrum camera, but I didn't didn't get anything at all really from my side. But no, we didn't. Uh, as I say, we didn't get a great deal. Some of it was killed by the wind. There was. There was a there was a couple of interesting things for the Alice box, like, and again, like I don't know if it throws as many words at the wall and you sort of see what sticks with the thing, but yeah, there was a point where we were in the chapel and it came through with vinegar. Yes, it did, and that's when that's when Greg sort of perked up and went, "Oh, vinegar," and <laughs> sort of thing. Um, which, as I do, <laughs> <laughs> loves vinegar. Um, which which Greg will explain the relevance of of the, of the term vinegar that came through. I can't even remember now. What did what did, the, what did I say? I can't even. Vin, vinegar came through, and you went. That's interesting. 
because your wife had spilt some vinegar just before you'd come out. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And we we spent a couple of seconds. You're there going, sort of vinegar, and I'm there going apple cider, balsamic. This that, and the other, and you're like, no, balsamic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. And then there was there was a couple of names that came through that were Harry and Dan. And this is where yeah. Greg had the doubting rods as well. And we was I was sort of saying. Is is Dan a uh, Dan is one of your are you one of Harry's relations and they sort of started to move. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, we we sort of once we got some answers on the Alice box, we were trying to sort of sort of further question, weren't we? Yeah. Um, and the like the interesting thing is, and this is probably more of a just a a, ha- a coincidence than anything else, but Patsy's got a, a cousin called Harry and an uncle called Dan. And when we said to the dowsing rods i said are you dan are you harry's father and they didn't move and then i said is is harry your nephew and they started moving and eventually crossed and stuff now again that could be suggestion and yeah and coincidence and everything but but that was quite interesting and just to to add that the bit in the chapel there was no real wind there at all it was just in the main hall where the wind was yeah exactly unfortunately there was a wall in the way that the wind was blowing yeah um what was interesting, and I, I kind of touched on this in the video, but what was interesting is I set up some cat balls in sort of the main the main sort of arch doorway hall sort of thing, um, and they didn't go off once all night. And I'm like, well, if it's that windy, how have they not been set off by being like jogged by the wind yeah. or anything? Which is yeah, because we had the motion sensor lights. They they would fall over every now and then, mm. didn't they? They were on yeah, the absolutely. They were caught by the wind a couple of times. Yeah, but it's it's just weird that the capitals didn't go off once. No, they didn't. Because you see, they they're weirdly unreliable. Because sometimes they go off all the time. Sometimes, like from the slightest movement, other times you could like literally yeah. pound your fist next to them and nothing. Yeah, true, true. So yeah, the Minster Level ruins visit was. Um, Inconclusive, really. Yeah. It was fun, all the same, though. It was yeah, good to good. We spent a few hours to, down there, didn't we? And it was good to meet you and hang out with you. And, yeah, definitely. And, definitely. Uh, and actually, no, investigate cool. somewhere. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Definitely was. Yeah, we've um, we've managed to secure the the riverside as well for October. Oh, Unfortunately, okay. it's a long way off, but hopefully, that should be a, a really good one. Yeah. Do you want to um? Tell Ash about that one. What that? What that is? Yeah. So, so the Riverside, as the name suggests, is a well, the name doesn't suggest, but it's a pub that's basically on the river. Like it's got a beer garden. I say garden. It's got a back to it that literally backs onto the river. Right. And um, I've investigated there previously with the group I was was a member of. Um, and we had some we had some good results. Like it's, I'm sure we had something like what sounded like a young girl's voice through the spirit box at one point saying like, hey, or something. Um, and the landlord was, was randomly taking photos. And at one point he got a photo of one of the members of the team. And it looked like there was sort of like a skull silhouette over her face. It's really, really weird. I'll um, I'll see if I can find it for you guys. Yeah, at some point, um, and then she moved, and there was another photo of her stood next to someone, and and he looks perfectly normal. Then her face is like blurred out, as if she's moving, but her head hasn't moved because it's not the entire it's not the entire head; it's just her face. Now, if anyone can move their face independently of their head, that's a pretty uh, a pretty clever <laughs> skill. But that was so some of that was really weird. So I was yeah. very far destination-y when looking at the photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Faces blurred. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, and um, also there's another film that does that, The Ring. Do that on The Ring, don't they? Where they look at the people in the photos and all their faces are all blurred. I've never That's actually the, seen it. It might have oh. been The Ring, I'm thinking of. Is it, uh, yeah. It might be Final yeah. Destination as well. But yeah, I know on The Ring they see they see video footage and it's all blurred and... That freaked me out. <laughs> so, so Mike, yes. you've been able, you've been like, were you able to use any of your mediumship skills on any of these investigations? 
That's a really good question. I'm having to rack my brain now to to try and think back. Um, it's 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 kind of hit and miss sort of thing. Sometimes I'll walk into somewhere like, as I say, Third East Drive. I walk into the main bedroom and immediately feel like there's something that doesn't want us here. This, that, and the other. And when we went to Minster Level as well, when I first walked into the like the big main hall thing. There was like a little bit of a twinge of dizziness and stuff, and I was like, "Whoa, okay." Whether that's a sign or whether that's just something else, I don't know. Um, weirdly, not necessarily. Um, unfortunately, like I've not really kept up with it because it's incredibly hard to organise people, even if attempting to do it for free. It's incredibly hard to actually pin people down and to to get them to have a reading or anything. Um, and because of that, I was a bit like, well, if I'm not able to secure the readings, what's the point in trying to, yeah. trying to stupidly, what's the point in trying to keep developing it sort of thing? So I've kind of, it's kind of taken a backseat to sort of a more, I suppose, traditional paranormal investigation sort of thing. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help because there is the, there is the reputation of charlatans and frauds with the whole mediumship things so i know it and something can be difficult to get people's trust i guess and that's it exactly like even though i can't necessarily explain what i've done and there has been points where i've done readings for people and been outstanding with what's popped into my brain there's always always that part of me of like is it actually mediumship or am i just able to like some form of mind reading or some form of like brain connection that I can't understand or, or can't can't work out and then like and then at 34 years old to come out and be like hi I'm a medium it just feels so fraudulent because mm. because it's like because there are a lot of charlatans out there me and in fact I don't think we'll go into it but me and Greg briefly spoke about it when we went to Minster Lovell and some of them some of these like Facebook mediums who are like, remember the guys, the more shares, the more likely uh, it is that your loved ones will come through for you. And it's just like, I don't want to be pinned in with those people. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a strange thing because there's no, so we've spoken to a lot of people on this podcast and that have some kind of medium ship skill, if you want to call it that. And everybody we spoke to seems completely genuine. They've got no reason to 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 disbelieve a lot of a lot of them. Um, but like you say, the, the social media and the people that are blatantly doing it for something rather than helping yeah. is it's that one. The one that me and Mike were talking about. I'd, I'd seen one, and it was um, I can see see some pink orbs or whatever and they were they were like once we get to x amount of stars you can have we'll give you the reading and it's like but stars are like facebook money and and stuff like that so it was a bit like and then but there's like hundreds and hundreds of people on this chat commenting going yeah giving all this money and insane isn't it the amount of the amount of people who are so forthright in their belief in it is just like yeah. it's scary because it's like how can you not see that this person's cold reading and just uh, and, and taking educated well semi-educated guesses from yeah. from cold reading and stuff it's insane so um do you want to tell us because off air you were talking about tarot readings and that would be i've got I've got something I, I want to put into that. So you 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 went up. You so you done Thirty East Drive, and then you went up to York. You done the Golden Fleece, and I know you went and had a tarot reading whilst you were on yeah. holiday, as it were. Yeah. So so yeah. So the it's, so the part that got left on the cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. To to give a bit of backstory, we were we were sort of on a, a mini holiday for my birthday. We went to a little town called Haworth because. Patsy wanted to for the Bronte sisters and such. And um, 
and we walked past the shop that had a sign outside saying Tower of Reading's £30 and we just sort of looked at each other and went, shall we? Yeah, we're on holiday. Why don't you do <laughs> stupid things like that on holiday, don't you? Definitely. So um, so we went We went and basically booked the Tower of Readings. Patsy had hers and some interesting stuff came through that was somewhat relevant and apt to, to that point in time. Um, and then as I sat down, the lady said to me, would you like a a general reading, which is just like a general overview of what's going on, or would you like a specific reading about you ask a question? And I sort of went, yes. Um, do I have any form of mediumship ability? And if so, is it something I should pursue? And before she's even dealt the card, she sort of goes to me, well, I can tell you now that yes, you do, because I can feel it. I can feel your energy coming off you, and there's like some sort of connection or something there. And then she sort of looks past my shoulder and goes, I'm sorry, love. I hate, I hate to say it, but you don't have any of this <laughs> to, to Patsy. And then says, but... How did she react to that? <laughs> she was like, oh, thanks. I'm never the special one, pretty much. <laughs> We've, there's, there's sort of an ongoing joke in our household that Patsy was the one who was like always into the ghost hunting and got me got me to go along. And then, and then we turn up and all of a sudden I think I'm a medium. She's like, why is it not me? Why am I not the special one sort of thing? But... Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, and then I sort of said to her, well, what, what do you mean you can feel it? What do you mean you can just sort of sense it? And she said, like, there's like a feeling in her uh, sort of stomach area and a sort of like a, I think she said like a fuzziness or like a slight dizziness around around her head. And then she started talking about crown chakras and all this sort of stuff, which comes up a lot in the mediumship side of things. Um, yeah, that was interesting. She said there were some interesting things at the time because I was sort of unhappy and a bit complacent with the paranormal group that I was in. Yeah. And she was like, after she dealt the card, she was like, the circle around you aren't who you need to be around. You need to find your tribe and need to, uh, basically find a, a quote-unquote circle of mediums to to develop if yeah. I want to develop um, and then she also basically said don't touch Ouija boards because it won't do you any good and that's fine by me because I never intend on touching one anyway yeah okay so interesting I don't know much about tarot cards do you know how many cards there are in a pack of tarot cards I don't, I don't uh, know. 74 something like that 74, okay. 78 it's a lot, I, yeah. I only know this because after we came out for our readings, Patsy was like, oh, I'd quite like to learn tarot. And the woman, and while we were in there, sorry, Patsy went, oh, I'd quite like to learn it. And the woman just sort of went, do it, go on, do it. So that we got a, a set of tarot cards and a book on it sort of thing. The only reason I asked that is because statistics and that, although I hated maths, I, I like a good stat. So... Me and Ash, we we met through our love of poker. <laughs> and um, so there's 52 cards in a, a normal pack of cards. And to this date, there has never been the same combination of cards dealt more than once. And there's it, some astronomical figure... Mm. That you'd have to deal cards for like, I don't know, millions of years before you yeah. even get the same. Yeah. So, so which is why, is it coincidence on some of the cards? Less likely to be if there's seventy four because the combination of cards is going to be absolutely astronomical, like literally yeah. astronomical. With with tower though, you can because you have like the minor and the major cards and the split in, and you have obviously different meanings and. You can mm. take some out and not include them. You okay. can also have them reversed. So, yeah. it's, so it's upside down and reversed. So you're actually adding an extra one of every single card into the deck. You're, so a, no, bit no. you're a bit of a tarot reader there, actually. Yeah, I've, 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 I've spent like, a bit of a while learning, learning okay. it. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I've pursued, but I did find it really interesting, just like the meanings of the cards. It's mm. like, like, and it is all about in- interpretation. Well, this was one of the, you saying about them being reversed, and so every card allegedly has a meaning, and then they've all, there's like a 
a booklet or a book that will tell you the meanings of all the cards. Uh, then if they come out upside down, as Ash says, that's the reverse of it, meaning wherever the meaning is, it's the opposite of it. And the first card that came out for me was the, the Eight of Swords, which was upside down. It's it's basically a guy on his knees with eight swords around him and a blindfold okay. on. And the woman was like, man, blindfold. This shows that in the past six months or whatever, for you, the blindfolds come off. Which I was like, okay. that's that's pretty apt because yeah. six months prior to that was when I started going paranormal. Whoa, hang on, there's a lot there's a lot here. Um and she she was bang on as well. She was like there were certain things she said and then as I replied, she was like, You're far too logical. You you think about it too logically, you need to think about it. You need to just sort of go with it and stop trying to work everything out sort of thing. Rather than Yeah. Which I was like, Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. Um, wow, I didn't, I didn't know Ash that you were into I, that. How I've, have I not I've, known I've that? I was thinking I might have had my, my decks. I got a couple of decks here, but they're not by my desk in the other room. <laughs> that's wicked, Ash. So, there we keep, so that's uh, that's another thing that we can try and do. Absolutely. So we've done um, like an online Estes method uh, spirit vault session. Um, why not an online tarot card? I know. Back yeah. in the day, yeah. you used to have to ring 0898 numbers to get that kind of <laughs> premium rate numbers to get a, uh, a tarot Sometimes reader. Sometimes you'd have a woman heavy breathing down the phone instead. Uh, or at the same time, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's going to be me. I wouldn't have done it for myself, but I'll yeah, I'll happily. That'd be a good it. one to try between you guys to get, yeah. get Ash to do it for you, get the old Celtic cross out and... Oh yeah, I'm worried about what would be said though. It go all of a sudden because I can, because I can. I'm looking, obviously looking at you both. Nice t-shirt, by the way, Mike. Anytime. Just to throw that in, uh, as featured on one of your uh, YouTube channel videos, the York one, in fact. Your, li- your listeners aren't going to see this, so that's wasted, mate. It is. So uh, Mike's got one of our paranormal pursuit of the paranormal podcast t-shirts. Is that the the one I've got as well? Like the Bigfoot. Searching Bigfoot, I think it's called, and uh, yeah, as as featured on his YouTube channel. So and featured on our store at www.linkq.com forward slash pursuit the paranormal to get your very yes. own. Yes, yes. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, I, I'm just worried about what I might see because I'm looking. Obviously, we do this as video, but we actually put it out as audio. Um. So. I'll be able to see what Ash's face is. He pulls out a particular card and he's just like going, oh, shit, how am I going to explain this? Surely he's got a good poker face from years of playing it, though. Online playing. Yeah, he's so light. <laughs> yeah. He'd just be looking at me with his shocked face going, oh, fuck. End the call, end the call. You've, you've had the death no, card, I'm really sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I must say, I never used the, when I've done readings for myself, I've, I've not, I never got as far as using the reverse. I only ever used it as just a normal deck. Because there's so many different combinations you can use. You can put the majors in. You can put take them out. You can use just the majors, just the minors. Reverse or not reverse. You can do one card reading, three card, five card reading. It's just yeah. it's all different. Like, say, Pacific yeah, ones or general ones. Like you can do yes and or no ones. And then on top of that, there's different decks as well. Yeah. And then different decks have different meanings and stuff. So, okay. Okay, so, so, so talking about this because we haven't hit tarot cards before um on on the podcast how about some other kind of experiments so tarot is another one um that you can sort of use to predict futures or whatever people's lives um have you ever used so i've used dowsing rods for like questions like we did at minster um have you ever used like a, a dangling crystal so if it sways one way like sways one way it's a yes or no or if it spins round it's like a yes or no or whatever I, you you ever said like you set it up with the <clears throat> the spirit or set the intention didn't you yeah. yeah i i haven't uh patsy got me one for my birthday so i got one yeah. ironically i bought her one for her birthday as well so i've actually both got one um i haven't used it yet but um no, I do have one. I'm a, anything like that. I'm a bit, mm-hmm. I'm a bit skeptical because obviously, 
micro movements in the muscles in your hands can make something sway and when you've got a massive chain on it mm. any any small movements more likely to make it move same with dowsing rods generally speaking dowsing rods seem to move a lot more in the person's non-dominant hand than okay. their dominant yeah. hand which is something i picked up on and i'm like is yeah. that just because the muscles are weaker so they're less prone to yeah maybe to maybe. moving something the reason i um, said that is because i've used this dangling crystal on mm. on a paranormal investigation before i used to belong to a i belong to a group now in whitney but i used to belong to another one um around this area um some years ago and we used crystals at this particular venue that we'd been to a few times um coombe mill is um some weird things happened there and that's where i found dowsing rods actually worked for the first time and i was just like what how's that even thing with the water anyway so we did that exact same thing we had to doubt the the crystals and we were asking questions there was like five of us and one person behind asking questions and the people had to face the other way so they couldn't see me for example and i couldn't see them and they would come to a they would basically shout out the answer themselves so if i if i said something they would go yes or no and we'd see what everybody got that's a that's a really good technique especially as you say not facing each other so you can't be because we're all so prone to suggestion that you just be like oh he said he said yes so i'll say it as well and the question was am i wearing red socks or am i wearing blue socks because they couldn't see me and they couldn't see my feet Mm. so if you get a yes or a no answer from everybody chances are that's not a coincidence that's more of and a... it's it's what we go <clears throat> go back goes back to what we were saying that it's too coincidental to be coincidental yeah. sort of thing yeah there was yeah. there's a little bit of footage of it in the 30 East drive video but they we started off the night by doing the human pendulum if you've heard yeah. of that no, I I heard last... yeah i think mike talked about it last week cool um yes he did so i heard about heard about it but never never seen it and a couple of people had to go before me but as he was asking questions and stuff I was stood in the corner of the room just in front of the um, the airing cupboard and as he's asking questions and the people are moving I'm in the corner also going okay. in like the like whatever direction was yes or no for me and one of the hosts is there going oh yeah it's you do tend to find sometimes with sensitive people that they are more prone to it in this than the other. So I'm yeah. there stood in the corner rocking back and forth like a maniac. <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, is this just uneven floorboards or is this just power of suggestion or whatever? So I moved over to the other side of the room and I was still going as he was asking questions. And that was weird because that, mm. that definitely felt like I was sort of losing my balance. Um, either like forwards or backwards. Yeah, weird. So yeah, it wasn't Mike where I heard this. It was actually last night at our UFO um, meet up. Um, and I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this story. But Abby, who's been on the podcast a couple of times and is part of the UFO identified group, we we're just talking about experiences, and she'd been on an investigation where they're using the human pendulum, and they had the girl in the middle, and then. Abby and another guy were like the ones there ready to support if she fell or whatever. So the girl doing the, being the pendulum was called Abigail as well. So the guy asking the questions was saying like, Abigail, blah, blah, blah. So they're doing the questions and nothing's really happening. But Abigail, our Abigail, kept like feeling herself move backwards, move forwards. Then she went on for a little bit and then the guy running it said to said to like, What's your name? She's like, Abigail. And it's like, they're asking the wrong one. So then they moved our Abby into the middle and then used her as the pendulum. So it's like she was reacting to the questions. So I knew I'd heard, I'd heard of it. it was, yeah, it was literally last night as we were at the uh, UFO meeting. That's, and again, this could word. go back to maybe this Abigail lady is sensitive in some way, shape, or form, and that's why yeah, she is. Yeah. There you go. That's why she's the one being picked up on and, and this and ever, even though she's not like the focal point for the thing. Um, go back to what you were saying. I think. It, it was Abigail's name that came up when we went uh, to Cannock Chase. Chase. Yes. Yeah. I remember you guys saying. And um, 
the spirit box and Ash said her said her name in response to a question. Um, so yeah, maybe we need to get her get her out and about on on more stuff. Absolutely. Um, Sorry, Mark, I interrupted you. There. No, 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 you you good. Um, yeah, but going back to tarot cards, it's something that I think there's probably some merit in trying them some in some way, shape, form on an investigation. I don't know how. Ooh they'd really work or what you'd really gain from it but there's it's all in it's all in the same sphere right so anything's worth trying that's it yeah mm, i think you could use them like in preparation because you can like, you'd use it for guidance or maybe like what what we should do on the investigation stuff like that i think maybe yeah it's it's a bit of a funny one because we we'd like to go in i know some people say Oh, you should investigate investigate the location, blah blah blah. But we kind of like to go in as blind as possible, because that way, yeah. if we do get anything, we can then investigate afterwards and go, oh, this that corroborates with what we experienced. Yeah. And also, there's a real issue with certain certain people in the uh, paranormal <laughs> paranormal weather. Industry, industry is the wrong word. I know who will go somewhere? Let's say, for instance, that you think there's the ghost of Henry the Ape somewhere. They'll go on an investigation all night. All they'll be doing is, "Oh, is Henry here? Is Henry? Did you have did you have parties here, Henry?" And it's like you're too fixated on one specific person, like, mm. <laughs> and that's that's just a pet peeve of mine yeah. generally. But it seems like one of those things where, like people can get too fixated on on someone who's allegedly there or the spirit of someone who's allegedly there yeah. and I think that can be counterproductive in some instances. Do you, think, do you think people will um, almost try and fit the evidence they get to that narrative? There's that as so, well, right? Yeah. Uh, this is this, I mean this is very quickly going to turn into a, a rant about the issues with the paranormal no, not, but... it's funny because I went on a couple um, of them. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, we, yeah, and there's some guy, well, Jesse King, that we had on who's on TikTok, and he's very open with the fact that he absolutely hates the paranormal field, even though, weirdly, that's what's made him famous is the wrong word, but Absolutely. made his he's made his name as what he does in the paranormal field, and he just says... It's, it's a real funny one, right? Because there are, yeah. and I'm no authority because I'm super new to all this, so anything I now say is to be taken with a pinch of salt. Um, there are some people that are amazing investigators, like thoughtful and logical and all the other superlatives that I can't think of at the moment. Yeah. Um, but then, like... You get the. It's almost like you get the, the uber scientific side, who. Nothing is ever paranormal, and if your EMF goes off randomly, now admittedly EMF's a weird one, but if your EMF goes off randomly, or oh, has it been calibrated properly though, and it's like, I'm pretty sure. Like, that's not a gal for every EMF across the paranormal yeah. community that's ever gone off, and then there's the other side of it, where wood settling and water flowing through pipes is paranormal and it's just like how <laughs> how yeah. and then like, we briefly spoke about this before as well it's the community seems so hell-bent on cannibalizing itself oh, it does. in the sense that uh well, like, the end, yeah Karen. yeah i was gonna say people people put stuff up on facebook and you can't or any social media and you don't know whether or not they're they're doing it to create tension. You don't know whether they're doing it to stir a negative response from people or whether they just genuinely believe that what they're seeing is paranormal. There's somebody on one of the groups that I've been on today and I'm just like putting pictures up with no context. It's like, well, what the fuck is that? I put, yeah. what, what am I actually supposed to be looking at? There's no context to it, and it could be anything. So at least give me an idea of what I'm supposed to be looking at. But yeah, and yeah, this is the thing: like it goes, it's like the mediumship thing. 
there's a lot of people who, I mean, there's people out there who outrightly fake evidence mm -hmm. for whatever reason. There's also people who, fair enough, if you, if you are like, I don't know, misguided or something, there's that side of it as well. On top of that, I, the way I see it is we're all, we're all in this same boat where whether you're trying to prove it to skeptics or whether you're just trying to prove it to yourself, mm -hmm. we're all trying to find evidence of it, right? So then why in the hell is there so much infighting and so much bitchiness and people like, oh, that group's not very good because of this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Like, if if you collaborated, mm -hmm. you get ahead a lot further. Yeah. Like, rather than rather than worry about someone else getting better evidence, better evidence than you and potentially making money off it or whatever, which is never mm -hmm. going to happen because there's no money in it. Yeah, it's weird. And we spoke about this previously as well, yeah. Greg, that like the UFO side of things, there's task forces, task forces, sorry. And there's like government organizations who are made to look into UFOs. The paranormal does not have that whatsoever. And yeah. it's just like, why? Why is it taken less seriously? <laughs> yeah. When it appears more people have a paranormal experience than, say, a UFO experience. Yeah, like... When in, I my, in my experience, people... Because it's in people's houses a lot of the time. Absolutely. So, when People are more accepting of, oh, there's a ghost in my house, rather than saying, oh, I saw a UFO. Seems to be more accepted to say you've got a ghost or seen a ghost than yeah. a UFO. This, this was the thing. Like, when I when I first started getting interested in the paranormal looking into it, almost everyone I spoke to was like, oh, I've had an experience. Like, almost everyone's got, like, a personal ghost story. And whether that is actually paranormal or whether it's the floorboards creaking is yeah. a vastly different matter. But it's just like, almost everyone's got an experience. It's so weird. Yeah. And again, definitely. no one talks about it. No, they don't. Because <clears throat> you're labelled as a bit... A bit of a weirdo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hitting all of it with the podcast, UFOs, paranormal. Absolutely. Get David Icon next. Really seal the deal. He's trying. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh my god. I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> you laugh. Oh yeah. I've got loads of his books. Yeah, I've I've before. Books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting character. Quite divisive, as a lot of people are in this. This world that we live in. Oh, the issue, the issue is, it's it's entirely theoretical, right? Yeah. So, so there's no authority. There's no experts who can go this, that, or the other, and like. And well, I, I was, that's the thing. I was, I was talking to my uncle recently, and I was like, I know full well that the chances of me ever actually getting any evidence whatsoever that ghosts are real or this, that, or the other. It's very slim to happen. He just sort of looks at me and went, well, why'd you do it then? And it's like, it's a very good question. That's <laughs> <laughs> a very good thing. The same with the UFO field as well. It's like the people like yourself, Ash, going up and doing the sky watches and just they're hoping that, that you guys will see something or something will happen. And But so many paranormal investigations yeah. have been on loads where nothing happens at all. And you're there for hours just thinking. If you do see something, the chance of getting it on camera, that's actually, yeah. you can actually see something on the camera as well. It's just even higher odds. Yeah, so you can actually say this is something unusual. But is that not just the, um, that's almost, the th it's not the thrill of the chase, but the fact that it's, it's just, it's always just that little bit out of grasp. Like that bit of evidence is, is almost there. That that light in the sky that seems to have gone across the sky. What if it was, or that glass just fell off the desk? Imagine if that was a ghost. Or I think that's it's natural sort of curiosity. I think that pushes and drives people. What is this paranormal thing? What is this UFO subject? What what is causing all of these things to happen? And I think natural curiosity, like why do we, why are we even bothering sending probes to Mars? Why are we, why do, what's the point? But it's because we've got curiosity, I think, and people are not content with 
well, most people, a lot of people are content with just going about their daily lives, but it is, it is kind of quite, quite cool to, uh, to look into ghosts and UFOs and I think it's, yeah. Uh, and as, as you said, like, or as you touched on the reality of ghost hunting is it's fucking boring. Like yeah, a lot of it's the time. Re- a lot of the time it's really boring and you're right. It's, it's the thrill of the chase that something may happen. I think generally speaking, like, if you're going to get into the paranormal field, you can only really do it for yourself because if you're going into it thinking that you're going to earn loads of money or you're going to mm. get notoriety from it, which you, or yeah. not notoriety, or fame from it, which you can do, but it's very Could unlikely. Could be notoriety. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of have to do it for yourself because yeah. you're not going to change anyone's mind. So I'm not trying to convince, personally, I'm not trying to convince anyone. I'm just interested for my own, yeah, for myself sort of thing. Definitely. And it, it is one of those things. It, it tends to be somebody will only believe you once they've had, they've either got an interest or they've had some kind of experience. Same with the UFOs. And, until people have seen it, they're like, oh, it's, it's all nonsense. Or we, we have to have. It, go on, sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm interrupting you, to be fair, mate. You have to have your own experience because anecdotal evidence isn't evidence. Mm-hmm. Like someone saying, yeah. and the human memory's trash. Like <laughs> it's not to be trusted whatsoever. But someone yeah. saying, like, oh, I was, I was at home, and then the coffee table flung across the room. That's just one person saying that, and not that you shouldn't believe people, but mm-hmm. it's not like factual evidence. That someone said that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We we've spoken to people who've had Bibles burning in their, or, <coughs> excuse me, in their house. And just like, is it, you just don't, until you have that kind of experience or you were there, it's very difficult to, um, very difficult to sort of, yeah. <laughs> believe is the wrong you word. To, you but, have to be very open-minded. Yeah, you do. That's... You have to accept that strangers are telling you things that to a non-believing person who's closed-minded just seems mental. For want of a better phrase, crazy in the extreme, um, and at the very best, a lie. Yeah. But, but like me and Ash have said before, like we can come off a call, and this the John Edmonds, for example, at Stylus Ranchers, killed nineteen grey aliens. He's had paranormal experiences. Ghost adventures have been there. Men in Black, and I said to Ash, even if one percent of that was true. And he'd lied about everything else. If one percent of what he said was true, that's insane. Absolutely. And um, um, yeah, so mad. To um, <laughs> to now offer you an anecdote that uh, that contradicts everything I've just said about uh, <laughs> um, about anecdotal evidence not being evidence. <laughs> yeah. So this was. So have you heard of the Hat Man? Batman? Yeah, him, yeah, yeah, no. Um, Hatman. Oh, Hatman, no. Okay. So, so this was, oh, this was around Christmas time. Now, Patsy had caught COVID just before Christmas, literally three days before. And this was not long after I'd started learning about the whole mediumship sort of things, or sort of things. And we were we were in bed and we were trying to go off to sleep. And occasionally as I'd start to drift off, it would it'd almost be as if like people would pop into my like my mind. And it, I always I equated it to like that's that's whatever, that's visitors coming to the Senate and every time I'm like I'm going to sleep, mate, I can't. Sorry. Now so this is just before Christmas, Patsy's got COVID. I'm just drifting off to sleep and all of a sudden there's a very tall man wearing what felt like a top hat or like some sort of brimmed hat stood in the doorway of our room. Now our... So, yeah, he stood in the doorway. I can't be bothered to explain how the door opens in our room because that's (laughs) not entertaining. He stood in the doorway... And I doesn't work so well on audio either. No, no, exactly. Yeah, like and I'm, I'm starting to drift off to sleep, and he's turned up, and I'm like, 
I'm really sorry, dude. I can't do. I can't deal with you at the moment. Like, I'm trying to go to sleep, and he's just stood there. But normally, I say that and they fuck off, yeah. and he's just stood there, and I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, like I, I can't like. She's really ill. <laughs> like, I can't be. I can't deal with this at the moment. Sort of thing. And it was almost like lingered for a bit longer disgruntled and then left so this was back in december last week or the last two weeks i'm watching random youtube videos and one of the things that comes up is apparently a an entity known as Hatman, which people experience a lot, dur- a lot during sleep paralysis yeah. now i have never had sleep paralysis this was me drifting off to sleep but they said in sleep paralysis, the hat man will normally like stand in doorways and just watch people among other things. And then like the whole scientific explanation is obviously sleep paralysis. You start to lose hallucinate. But then the video I start watching, they say about, but if that's the case, why is the hallucination the same from all these different countries and all these different cultures yeah. and multiple people reporting the same thing? Or seeing and ha- experiencing the same thing as they're having a sleep paralysis episode. And again, this is like six months later watching a YouTube video. I'm just thinking, fucking hell. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's very similar to, uh, yeah. to what happened to me. And I was like, oh, wow. God. So do you think it's a coincidence that you found that video or no? I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. But the weird thing is, after that night, Seemingly, I haven't had, as I'm drifting off to sleep, I haven't had any more quote-unquote visitors. So I'm just like, oh. Oh. That was, again, Super could be weird. bollocks because it's an anecdote, but yeah, it yeah, was no. something, something very odd that happened. Yeah. I, I don't know how I'd react to that. That'd be weird. Yeah. It's, as I say, it's, it's strange because... <laughs> Last night, we were talking about a hat man at the really? UFO meeting. Different to what you've been describing as what his purpose was, but it's just, again, it's How just is that? that. And he's actually Abigail talking about <laughs> a hat man as well. So, oh, wow. again, coincidences. Like, just, I, I, I stay quiet to, to sort of hear what your hat man was to prepare it. And it's different things, but it's obviously similar in some aspects. So it's just a bit... That's odd. Weird. Yeah. As I say, if you if you go on YouTube and search for Hatman, there's like low well, there's a few videos explaining like what it is and people experiencing that. And and yeah. It was just all a bit of a weird, surreal moment where I was like, hang on a minute. And while you're on YouTube, visit uh Paramike as well and watch my videos. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> So what is next for Power Mike? I know you mentioned you got the Riverside in October. Uh, anything else plans coming up? Um, we've got a couple. We're trying to... We don't want to go down the whole sort of pseudo-urban exploring route and be breaking into houses because I don't want to be crawling through gra- uh, glass and brambles, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, fair point. Um, but no, we're trying to find a couple of free ones, much like Minster Level. Other than that, we're, I know of a couple of sort of haunted pubs around the area. Um, and then it's just a case of either getting in contact with them. And if they say no, it may be a case we will do like we did with the Golden Fleece and sort of rent a room for a night and then do an investigation overnight. Um, also, uh, Brown's Folly that Greg inadvertently tipped me off to in the Haunted Roads episode. He was talking about Sally in the Wood. Road. Okay, yeah, yeah. The minute he, the minute he mentioned Wiltshire, I was like, Wiltshire, hello. Um, and there's actually a, an alleged haunted pub five, ten minutes from Brown's Folly. So I was like, okay. we can we can go and do that and do like two for one sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah, I don't know about haunted woods, but. Oh, I've already said to Pat's we're, we're doing that one during the day because I'll get very sketchy at night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially, I, I Googled it real quick, and the follies in like the middle of the woods, and I'm like, there's no way we're we're trekking back through those woods. Uh, midnight or whatever. 
no, not so good. <laughs> cool. So where can our listeners find your new YouTube and any other social media? Uh, yeah, so the YouTube channel is Paramike, which is P-A-R-A-M-I-K-E. Um, the only social media we have at the moment is Instagram, which is Paramike87. Um, did think about setting up a Facebook, but I don't want to spend my day arguing with people. Um, yeah, and it's a unique place. <laughs> yeah, and we're umming and ahhing about a TikTok at the moment, but I'm not. I don't know if I can bring myself to it. It's all right on there. Really? It's a strange place. It's a strange place. I was, we, have, I, we, we have big plans for TikTok. After, yeah, I was very do, tempted yeah. after you said um, that there's loads it's, of paranormal stuff on there. But. Yeah, there is. There is. Whether or not a lot of it's true or not, I don't know. But Yeah, even even so, it's a place to grow and that. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. No problem. And uh, did you just catch that? And um, <laughs> sorry, that's moth. <laughs> Got a love for summer in the UK. I just, we um, just bought a load of uh, nets off Amazon and put them all around the windows. To, like, oh, that's an amazing idea. Cover. It's like thirteen quid and like do every window in the house. It's covering up so really, really tiny ones and still get in, but like moths and shit can't get in. Sit on the sill, that's the airing, so it's good. Okay. After get on Amazon in a minute, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, we have mosquitoes. Horrible. Horrible. Jeez. But yeah, on that note, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on again, Mike. Um, you, it was Mike. a pleasure to, to chat and it was it was a pleasure to meet you at Minster as well. So um, hopefully we can try and do something again while the weather, weather is good before the end of the year. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.